If you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read it, you're misinformed. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you do? That's the great question. <laughs> what is the long-term effect of too much information? Hello and welcome to the Wine Tower Cynics podcast. I am Dio. It's Gene. I'm Mac. Mac is back. Mac is back. And today's um, topic is the Oppression Olympics, victim culture, and victimhood. I guess we just um, talk about, you know, do our cynic thing and rant about it. Do a diatribe. Yeah. Essentially, the, the whole point of this is just a rant. It's a diatribe because I was um, looking at a comment in a forum and I think the person who posted this comment, which was um, victimhood is easier than holding yourself accountable to your own life. It's a good one. It's a very powerful quote. And I think it's really something people say, need say to Say that hear. again? Victimhood, victimhood is easier than, hold, than being accountable for your own life. I think it is. And I think this is why there's an oppression Olympics. You know, it's an inverse hierarchy. Because, you know, what is easier? You know, getting getting stuff for free because you you know you you're in a in some kind of segre, you know oppressed class or you know be that as it may there's many of them or I, controlling your own life you know what's easier I, I got a good example of that so when i was in school if if i didn't uh college if i wasn't the best in the class then i wanted to be the worst in the class and the reason why is because of the worst in the class i would get more of the teacher's attention and time yeah mm -hmm. um i'd get like that's they, what, they would make yeah. excuses for me because they were like really rooting for me. I was the underdog, and uh, and I would eventually become like the favorite student. But I mean, I was like, I wasn't the worst student in the class. I just played that role because I didn't want to be in the middle, <laughs> just like being held to the same standard as the best person in the class, but failing because I'm not the best person. And so it's it yeah, it's easier. I'm not proud of that, but fucking you know, got me through the degree. <laughs> But I mean, that's what a lot of people do. I think they, uh, it's easy. It's a, it's a good quote. It's easier to fucking just cry about your shit and, and, and make people feel bad for you. And do you were saying that it's more profitable. There's more, uh, oppression points now there is, for the yeah. oppression Olympics now. Well, let's, let's, let's talk about that. Let me give an example, by the way, there's another reason why victimhood is easier and better. Well, if you're a lazy person, and you don't want to have accountability over your life. An example is people who are, and I always bring up the incels because they're, you know, I don't want to shit on them, but I do. Okay. The the reason why I bring them up is because a lot of the people who are on those forums, and I hear this through Jordan Peterson, he talks about them a lot, um, is the psychological profile that they have is people who are, um, what is the word for it? That's retarded. a non-scientific term. Um, I think it's but, retarded. Let's give an example. Would it be a lot harder? What's easier, you know? Just saying you're ugly and you'll never get girls and not having to try or, you know, putting effort into your looks, into your clothes, into the way you talk to people, you know, get, gaining social skills, things like that. What is easier? Obviously, being a victim is easier. You know, just say, oh, I'm ugly. There's no girls are never going to like me. So therefore, I never have to try. <laughs> There's that or putting effort. Well, let's let's go back because some of our viewers are listeners and I know it's not a big percentage, but. Maybe they don't know what oppression Olympics or oppression points is. So maybe you want to give a quick rundown, a definition of those things. How about we all give our own a definition? Just curious what you guys, what's the difference between our 
I, I like to see it as it's almost like an inverse hierarchy, you know? Well, based on our current one. So it's, it's what's the, what's the, so the current hierarchy according to the people who are, you know, the cringe fringe. Oppression points are basically, as I understand them, is um, certain certain aspects of your life that generally you can't change used to be the rule. Um, they they put you in traditionally in traditional society they would put you in like what's the word they always use um, uh, marginalized uh, groups. You know, you'd be a marginalized person. You wouldn't have access to as many benefits. And so you would be oppressed, right? You would be oppressed by what you could take as people who had more natural abilities or better social status or financial status than you. And uh, what's happened is that now people that have um, these things wrong with them, or not wrong with them, but they have these these characteristics or these traits that traditionally would have put them behind the power curve because the pendulum has swung fully the other way. Now they're being lifted and put at the front of the line. And so people, so a good example of this is black Americans in the United States, you know, prior to the civil rights movement were actively discriminated against in large, you know, brutal ways. Um, And so therefore they would be considered, you know, oppressed back then. I personally don't think they are oppressed as a group by society now, but that's my own take. At least it's not, I would say that no, it's I definitely not normalized. I, no, it's definitely I, normal, not I would, normalized. I would say that it's on an individual basis, not on a societal basis. Yeah, it's on an individual basis. That's, that's, I mean, obviously yeah. racism happens. Obviously people get oppressed and people get a raw deal because of their race, but it is on an individual basis. It is not systemic in that there are no laws. In fact, there are laws against this. People, I've heard people argue that there's systems in companies like certain you know, organizations that still have systemic racism in that, you know, they still follow these old practices. Yes, but they're illegal. And if you bring them before a court of law, they will be, you know, sued into oblivion. That's why it's not systemic because we have laws to protect you if you speak up about it. Anyway. Um, aside, and there are discrimination laws. Well, well that's my point. Like yeah. if, it, if a company still, if a bank still does red line loans, I, I saw this on, uh, you know, those guys, uh, what's, what, um, is it Abe and Preach? Abba and Peach. Abba and Peach. Abba, Is it preach? Abba and Preach. Preach. Oh yeah, I thought it was Peach. <laughs> I, I like those guys. I like them a lot. But they, uh, they, um, they were doing a thing that they were going over Ben Shapiro's, um, Ben Shapiro. What was it? Fucking disprove systemic racism or something. And their argument was that it still exists because there's still organizations that will use these practices that are now illegal. And I, you can't call that systemic because it's not. Like, you can sue them for it. Back in the day when mm-hmm. it was legal, you couldn't sue them, and then you could argue this was a systemic racial thing. Even institutionally, it's not a thing. You know why? Because it's not good for business. Well, I mean, if let's, let's there's say... There's no profit it, behind it now. Let's say it is. Let's, let's say that there's a bank who's owned by an old racist white guy, and he hires a bunch of young racist white guys, and he tells them specifically, you know, we're still going to redline. Okay, oh, yeah. Institutional racism, in that case, yes, that is a thing. But, but then you can say, hey, I think you're redlining me, and then look into it, and they are, and then you sue them into it. And not, and not just that. On a cultural level, it's not acceptable. And it hasn't been for quite some and time. It, yeah, this, isn't it, a, this isn't a new thing. Like, So that's what I'm yeah, arguing. Even if it is, somehow it did happen, culturally speaking, we're not, we don't normalize that. We don't yeah. justify it. Yeah. So that's... And, no one, and no it, one defends it. No one defends it. And that's exactly no why the oppression 
like points work because being the oppressor is such a bad thing. It, right now, the worst thing you can call someone in America is a racist or you know privileged. Yeah, pri- everyone's privileged, but yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean, like a racist. If somebody calls you a racist, that is like what it used to be. If somebody hurled like a rapist accusation, it's no joke you. anymore. No, it's no it's, joke. It's, it's it's fucking. It can destroy your life. Yeah, people and, have been and so. In a race to get away from being t- called a racist or a homophobe or a transphobe or all the things, right? In a race to get away from that, and in a in an attempt to, in an attempt to cash in and be you know back at the front of the line, everybody is trying to find some angle of oppression, because now oppression, the more oppressed that you are, based on these intersecting you know groups that you fall into, because everything now is group instead of individualist. Based on these things, you get more, as you could say, points. And this places you higher on the new hierarchy, right? And so if you are, for example, if you are black, a trans woman, disabled, um, somehow gay still, uh, I don't know what's some other stuff you can, left-handed, uh, <laughs> if you, you know, just keep piling on. You are the most oppressed. You have the most... Levels of oppression stacked, and therefore you should be helped in any way possible. Well, and you should have. It's it's not just, and this is where the whole oppression Olympics come is because you say Olympics, it's a competition to see who can accumulate the most of these points, who can fight. So, for example, because you gain sympathy, you you gain gain power, you gain power, you gain help, you gain yeah. It's not even so much help anymore. It's it really isn't because it's not about getting programs that lift you up or change it because you don't want to stop being oppressed. If you get help, that means you will no longer be oppressed. You want to keep being oppressed. You just want power. And I think I would add, even if you if you are that person and you believe that's BS, mm-hmm. you can't argue that, that there's not some aspect of that at least. What do you mean? Like... Like, if it's not all about that, not 100%, like, absolutely sure, there's always that aspect still. I, I don't know what you, what, what are you referring to? Like, that's what I'm confused. Oh. Like, that means what? Like, not an aspect of what? Use, use a specific example. Cause I, I think I just, like, blanked. For give, me a, give me a second. I want to comment something that I think is, that can end this discussion, because I think we're playing too much into the definition rather than, well, no, I'm, I'm just giving I'm just giving an overall definition. We can give examples for days, and I'm more than happy to. But just you know, this is this is for anyone that's listening that's never heard the terms, uh, you know, oppression points or oppression Olympics. This is what it is. Mm-hmm. It is gaining power through collecting these identities that have traditionally been marginalized or oppressed, and doing it for the sake of having a higher place in the new hierarchy. He, here's the thing, though. When you say power, it reminds me of this quote. Um, anything that has status has power. Everything that anything that has and power corrupts corrupts absolutely. That's the way I see it. Because when I mean, you have it's, when it's already it's already corrupted. At the, yeah, exactly. At, but at the I just want to day it's a power grab. But because they're a protected class, because you cannot criticize them. Here's the thing, though: when you hold 
that um, the highest point of the oppression Olympics, yeah. the the, pit, the peak, have, that is the most powerful thing you can have when no one can critique you. Because well, when no one can critique, critique you, you can do whatever you please. And that is the power that comes from it. Well, it's not just that. It's, it's a, a power, very powerful shield. That just it's like, a shield, though. It's yeah. a sword, too. Because it's a sword, yeah. from yeah. that position, you can strike down anybody. A good def- defense is a good offense. Any, well, I mean, you have the shield because you can't get criticized. And if, if you have the sword... You can claim any sort of thing against somebody, and because nobody's lived your lived experience, they can't say that it's wrong. This person was racist to me. Well, what'd they do? You know, they didn't, you know, give me free shit. This is a really retarded example, but whatever. Or, and then you're like, well, I guess it's racist because well, you said it's racist. And if you're at the bottom, you can call everyone else privileged. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> that's And this is where it's ridiculous because flipped on the oppression hierarchy... And a lot of these people that are into this shit say that they don't want any hierarchy, but they they, they are. do because they're already forming because for example a new because the new hierarchy is okay. Uh, traditionally, um, Asians are now considered white people. Technically, according to, the, to them, they have the same privilege as a white person. Well, no, no, no. That came as that came as a at least res- later. Well, yeah, that came as a response because the original one was white people have the most privilege. And therefore, they have the least oppression points. Then all of the races are stacked on top with black being on top. Black gets the most oppression points because they were treated the worst in America, at least, right? However, Asians flipped that whole model on their head because Asians do really well in all, like, everything. And they do better than white people. Yeah, they, they outperform white people in college, in career, in like medium fucking... Uh, in income. income. Income per household. They... They do re- because so, there were, and that the thing that and the narrative is, fell down because of that. Well, you, yeah, they, they got demoted to white people. Yeah, and the narrative <laughs> fell because you know any minority by by default by virtue of being a minority you are oppressed, you are unprivileged. But that unless does, you do well, and then that's because you conformed to a white su- supremacist system. Yeah, it's a micro, so. it's micro white supremacy. That that's some, that's what they were considering. You, be, you become white, is what they say. You embrace yeah. whiteness. And um, I, I think um, also here's the thing about the offense that you were talking about that we should have mentioned as well. Th- when you have the power of the narrative and you say that there are some people that are privileged and some people that are, you know, there's the victim and the perpetra- perpetrator. Mm-hmm. That's that's the sword. That's the uh, off- offensive part about it because you can tell some, you know, tell your following and say this person is the um, per- perpetrator. Then people will eat it, eat it up, and they'll. They'll go and cancel them. They will do something against them. Well, that, that's where it's a it's yeah. a power now. Is that it's not just you can't just like you can a, ruin witch, someone's life. It's a fucking witch hunt. It's a witch hunt. Yeah, which is ironic because I've seen these fucking memes and shit about how horrible white men were in the past because they burnt these these women, these innocent women alive, who were accused to be witches. Which is true. Pretty fucked up thing to yeah, do. Yeah, messed up. Yeah. But they reference it like that's still happening. Like white men are still doing this. No, the only people burning witches are you motherfuckers. <laughs> and and uh, man, this is just fucking, we're set up for, this is the 4chan episode right here. <laughs> but no, like the witches are the fucking no, no, white but, dudes. You know, the reason why. The witches are the white dudes because they're just like, okay. they heard a joke and they repeated it and they're like, you fucking racist. No, no, here's the thing. Lose your job. The reason why we bring this up, this topic, because it's the opposite of what we're trying to, preach what we're trying to talk about which is the the cynic ideals you know the most important one of the most important symbols in cynicism is 
you should model yourself after Hercules. And why? Because what did Hercules go? Hercules went through the 12 labors, right? He had to do work. He had to overcome obstacles. He had to overcome his, I think he was a demigod, right? Yep. The, the snakes tried to kill him when he was a baby. Mm-hmm. He had to bring Cerberus from hell. He had to do things that were um, difficult. And that's th- supposed to translate into um, regular people's lives. Everybody has to go through trials and tribulations. So when you have victimhood, there's no need to look for trouble or seek for it. Or you can, ma- or some maybe some people are subconsciously, but they're cre- manufacturing it. It's not holistic, right? And that's why maybe it would be beneficial to have kind of like the Air Force pilot we were talking about, right? Where he didn't give any specific examples of this uphill battle against racism. So and the, he was a major. So so there's this Air Force pilot, yeah. right? He's, he's flying a F-22 stealth bomber, right? And uh, that's like their best fucking plane that we know of, that the public knows about anyway. Yeah, um, Lockheed this, Martin, right? This guy's a, this guy's a major. He, he's, you know, he's an officer. He's made rank. He's done well. And he's, he's in the news because he says... It makes it sound like he was fired from the Air Force because of racism. That's how the headline works. Then he, in in the article, it finds out, no, he left because he felt like he was, you know, he, he just felt like it was too racist and he couldn't be a part of it. Then as you read on, it's shit that basically is like, he didn't feel like conforming. He felt like he couldn't be his true self. Now, I've been in the military. They don't want your true fucking self. You can be your true self on your free time, off duty. When you're in uniform, you, you got to fucking play the game. Like, if not, that's why I'm not in the military anymore. Because, like, if you can't fucking conform to the military standards, like, if you can't make that your life, then you're not going to go far, you know? It's the same with any large organization. You have to adopt the fucking culture there. Companies have culture. You have to adopt it. And you don't get to dictate it because you fucking feel like it. And if you feel like, I don't like... You don't feel like you get to be black in the fucking thing. Come on, man. Come on. That's bullshit. And, and specifically, his his um, ideals, um, the, the proof he had to show that it was uh, racism was because the, the, they wanted him to conform to the, the, the collective nature of the, the military. Yeah. And then this comment was good on, on, on Daily Mail. <laughs> Why does he want to walk, sit, and speak differently? Being a soldier requires you to give up the personal freedoms that civilians have like doing whatever you want. So it seems more it's like it's, it's a yeah, person. In, in basic training, the whole point is to break your individual self down and rebuild you as part of this collective unit. That is the point yes. of basic training. That's why it sucks. It literally breaks you and then rebuilds you. And then like everything he cited was, was very vague and it was just his interpretation of shit. Now let's go over the shit that we know for absolute facts. He comes from a fucking decorated family. He's a, uh, Uncle was a Tuskegee his, uh, Airman. Yeah, his great World War Two. Great uncle. Yeah, yeah World, World War Two pilot. Tuskegee Airman. Um, he flew through the course. He fucking um, did. The, he he excelled in his course to where he was made an F twenty two pilot, which is hot shit. But on like when they gave him his fucking Major Daniel Daniel Walker. By the way, that's his name. If you want to look him up, when they look up this um, article, uh, when when they gave him his uh, his. When you finish something, they give you a like a review. They'll review your performance. The military always does this, and they have pros and cons. Even if you have exceptional service, they will tell you stuff to work on. And in that thing, he he's complaining because they said he talked too much. Maybe he did. I don't fucking know. I wasn't there. 
Then he gets to his unit and he felt he felt that people said he was too quiet and he thought he was too good to be there. This guy stayed for 11 years, got to the rank of major. It's a pretty fucking good rank to be. You don't have a ton of people ahead of you who are making In a selective branch of the military, the in Air a selective Force. branch in a selective job in a very selective position. He excelled. He did great. And then he fucking, at 11 years, he got out. Now, on its surface, you could say, well, you weren't there. You don't know how shit went. Okay, that's true. But given the fact that he didn't give any specifics, he gave the only shit he gave was super vague, and his career was great. He had an exceptional career. It does not sound like this fellow was held back by his shit. It sounds like it was a personality issue where you had... It doesn't even sound like a personality issue. No, what I mean... Okay, let me explain. Because you you guys never let me explain. Um, I think that he... I'm talking about his psych probe. I I think he just... Maybe he actually... I'm thinking it from a cynic perspective. Maybe he just wanted to find a way out, a way to to quit while he can go out with a bang, you know, and have it to his his advantage. Because now he's going to be a lawyer and go to... No, he's going to go to Harvard Law Law School, right? Well, that's that's what I was getting to is that when you read the article before that last part, it doesn't make sense for the guy to have stayed 11 years in this thing and then do it. It doesn't make sense until you read the part where it says he's been accepted to Harvard Law and he's waiting on other law schools. And then it clicks that like, okay, like you were saying earlier, uh, Gene, you were saying that places like Harvard, they want an essay that literally says how you overcame a great oppression or something like that. A great difficulty. Was that it? Yeah, I remember. Um, I think it's the admissions process. They want to, they want to um, find a way that they, how essentially they do this because they want to see how do you differ? How does your application differ, differ from all the other applications? Yeah. Right. And usually how is, how do you differ? Something that you went through that is very individual, very personal that overcame overcame a challenge and that sets you apart from everyone else. What could that be? You know, something like this. You know, if you say this, and it's now it's national news or international news because it's from Daily Mail. That's based in the UK. Uh, how are they going to deny you now, right? Just saying, it seems a little orchestrated. Well, and that and that's the whole thing is that his 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 career went exceptional, exceptional, and now his fucking post military career. So far, if he's already been accepted to Harvard, that's going exceptional. Like. In in fucking what is it in product in things that have been produced from this, he has not suffered much, or he's overcome a great deal. But then you talk to his like his superior officers that he left, and they have nothing but good things to say about him. So this this is really like it's a fucking reach to me, man. It's a real fucking reach. And yeah, and it goes back to what I was saying about how it's the whole reason we bring up this topic is that it go. I mean. It has to do with overcoming obstacles, right? And people respect that. That's what the whole point, that's why Harvard wants to know whether or not you're somebody who can overcome challenges, right? Because Harvard is a very selective school. Mm-hmm. It's You're going to go through a lot of hard coursework. So they want people to be that way. And people respect that. Anybody respects anybody who can overcome an obstacle. That's why we look at these gods and these stories from that are, I mean, universal, the hero archetype that Jordan Peterson talks about. People like people who can overcome problems, competence, power, resilience, adaptivity, all of that stuff, right? But let's say you don't have that holistically speaking, right? It's going too well, right? You know, victory can defeat you as well, right? Because you, you become complacent and you manufacture a story. 
You manufacture oppression. You you create victimhood so people can sympathize with you. If you don't have that, I mean, you haven't overcome the struggle. I mean, that's how I see it. Well, I mean, that's the culture we live in. Maybe, that's the culture we live in. Maybe even more especially because he knew he was coming out of the military. My Like I was saying, this guy, in fucking 10 years, he runs for office. This, this guy is going to run for Because this is, to me, this is calculated. I'm also, gonna, and I'm I want to bring up, um, before I forget, you know who we were talking about? Um, one Native, Native American woman. What was her face? Elizabeth. Elizabeth Warren. That's why I talk about there being, there being power behind being a marginalized group. Because look, she is, we know, she looks 100% white. We knew this. She got into one of the uh, Harvard Law School, right? On the basis of her identity. Yes. Which she said it w- was Native American, despite n- not showing any interest, I imagine. And I, I don't see any evidence that she showed interest in being Native American, like clubs or anything, from what I understand. She got into into Harvard, her law school, because of this. So there is power behind it. There is, because it differentiates you. Because people, you know, you're, oh, you're a Native American. You're a marginalized group and you're coming to this prestigious school. That differentiates you from other apl- applicants that are mostly white. And then you get in. Mm-hmm. That's the power. Well, I can show you, exa- that's an example. If you want to see who has power in society, look at who from other groups are trying to impersonate that group. Now, back in the day... Well, there was an Indian guy who pretended to be black, remember? And it was that... Um, what is that one a popular Indian There's actress? a lot of yeah, people that pretend to be black. Like, like Rachel like, Dolezal. Like Look, Sean King. Yeah, Sean King. Ra- Rachel Dolezal. Rachel Dolezal. Yeah, she's transracial. She is... Only- she coined the fucking term. Like this, yeah, she's transracial. that's the thing. Back in the day, you had, you had co- colored people would try to be white. They would try to pass as white because there was power in it. 100%. I'm not denying it. Yeah, this exactly. Shit. They were. White people held the power then, so there was power in being white. Now, how many... Yeah, you see the odd one, like that chick that was on Dr. Phil, who was black as midnight and saying she was she was a white girl. Like, okay. That was an act. I yeah, feel like, like that was an act. act. That was but, like, look at people who legitimately try to game the system by being a minority. There was a one girl who did a... I think it was a poetry contest or a fucking college app or something, and she submitted this shit with a fucking Chinese name. Or something like that, or an Indian name, or something, and she fucking won. <laughs> like she, she submitted the same poem before with her regular name, and she fucking lost. So she submitted with this, and she won. Like, look wow. at who's look at who's impersonating who to see where the power lies. That should tell you everything you need to know. I wouldn't say power too much. I would say advantage. I would say power. I'm sticking to that gun. That is, it's power. Just because you advantage, know, yeah, advantage I, in that I, case. I, but I think power. it's because you know, so people are thinking of power when they, when they think of power, they think of majority and all that. The underlying just in case those pe- kind of people come and try to the power. Look at who run one less than one percent run the country. They yeah. got all the power, so yeah, power has nothing to do with numbers. Not me. with numbers, yeah. That is, yeah, that's true. Never mind. I'm thinking of something else. But when they do come and they say, I know what they're gonna try to argue. It can I have be, a, but I often have some, it's not. Yeah, I have my pistol loaded. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I have my pistol loaded because I can foresee what kind of arguments are going to come one day. Yeah, I mean... I have the foresight to do, to do it now. Th- there can be power in numbers, but not like... No, because yeah, they always argue that. Oh, no, but let's power. Look at all the people. They're mostly white. You know, they'll say that. There's 70% of this country, something like that. The rage mobs are such small I'm not trying to like, say, We're not trying to say that, oh, these are the most powerful people and that, you know... They're controlling everybody. There's power in these in these 
positions in these in influence. victimhood at least on an individual level that's all yeah what I'm, well, I'm trying to say at least like with rachel dolezal you know acting saying she's black she's polish she's 100 polish and if both know, her parents it fucks you i just i just recently i haven't told you guys this i just recently lost a i, I didn't get awarded a fellowship for, in grad school i applied to and uh man i i really felt i had that but if you but affirmative action, well, you know, if you had, yeah. I don't, I don't know, I yeah. don't know, and I'm not going to jump to that conclusion. But the way the the world we live in, like, I have to think maybe, maybe it's because I'm white, and I got to think like, and it's it's not just me. Like I told my my fiance about, it. I said, you know, I didn't get it, and she asked me, uh, you know, in in the language we speak, she's like, do you think it's because you're white? And I was like. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Like I'm, I'm trying not to jump. To, I'm trying to give benefit of the doubt, right? I still haven't emailed him to ask about it, but like, there's, there's a good fucking chance. There's a good fucking chance that you know, at the very least, fucking what's it called? Um, uh, uh, quotas, quotas may have played a fucking, uh, uh, you know. And but you have firsthand experience. You know people who were talking about quotas that you know. Mm-hmm. Your your friend. We're not gonna name his name, but in yeah, the yeah, school. yeah. We got. I, I got you buddies know, who talk about this. So well, why don't we just try this radical way of thinking? We we're just not won't hire this, any white people. Yeah, we're not pulling out of, pulling this out of our ass. Yeah, I mean, there's a chance, you know, and it's fucking, it's, it's disheartening, <laughs> like because you can't help but think maybe if I, maybe if I entered with a different name, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, would I have gotten it then? You know, you think that shit. But you know what? Here's the thing that that separates you from other people. You're going to keep trying. You're not a victim. No, I fucking quit, bro. I'm doing heroin now. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I'm, I'm, joking. I'm joking. Drug addicts are a little on the oppression side. Oh, oh my God. All right, guys. Let's pack it. Pack our bags. Pack our bags, cynics. He's not a true cynic. Anyway, um... Okay, let's talk about victimhood and I mean we talked about the oppression Olympics. Yeah, we but got I'm, that covered. I think we, what I really wanted to get to was the whole point of why it is a problem to be a victim, in general. You know, aside from the oppression Olympics, that's more of the uh, the think, advantage of the monetary gain. But this is more of a a spiritual existential reason why. You I know, because it takes away your agency. Yeah, I, I and I, an example again is like I like I said. Um, What's easier, right? Being a victim or putting yourself out there and putting effort, you know, making an effort, not an excuse. Not an excuse. That's what my uh, professor would always say back in uh, high school. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's right. why people choose it because it's easier. But I mean, like in terms of the negative results. But yeah, but the negative results. Let's talk about, yeah. I, I think it takes away your agency. And it's just a negative mindset to have. It is, you know. Oh, no, I did. It begets itself. Life. Yeah. It's a. Um, victimhood begets victimhood. It's a, a self-fulfilling prophecy. Well, that's why I don't want to consider myself like that happened to me because yeah, it's a I, I'd rather it was something I did because that's something I can improve. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. Know? The I mean, self-fulfilling prophecy is a very bad thing where you think, oh, it's going to always go wrong because, you know, it's um, I'm inferior. You know, I, I can't do things right. I can't. I'm this. I'm that. I have these obstacles in my way. You know, that's a problem. You know, I don't know if I, I don't believe in the law of, tra- of attraction too much. But what I'm saying is that, you know, hypo- you know. Logically speaking, if you're going to be a negative person, m- more likely negative things will happen to you. Why? It has nothing to do with like the universal law or some superstitious stuff like that. It just negative actions, negative feelings um, become a negative mindset and a negative mindset becomes bad habits Here, and bad habits creates a bad life. Here's, here's, so here's the thing is in the greater cultural sense of the West right now and especially in America, 
There is, you are rewarded for this fucking mentality. This is what, this is what people are like. The culture is being formed around this, this victimhood mentality to where people completely co-sign it. But like we were talking about before, the problem isn't we're changing our culture towards that. It's changing itself. But what about the outer culture? What about, what about cultures that are not buying into this and they still want to fucking work hard and shit? They will fucking trounce us as a fucking people. I'll bring it up. Uh, China. Yeah, China. Right? Fucking, do you think even they, Russia, China. Yeah, do you think they blame some outside force? You know, when you blame... Yes, they do, but they get angry about it. They, they actually <laughs> do blame outside forces, which they... Yeah, they blame But, but, but they get angry about... Well, they blame us too, but... Well, uh, yeah, and on us. But I'm talking about, like, in, on a singular, um, f- familiar level, like, when you're... Uh, their families, right? You think they're... If you told Dad, I can't do this because, you know, this and that, right? No, they don't play that game. They say, no, it's your fault. You need to get try better. Harder. You need to try yeah. harder. They don't. Well, I mean, they are. They're starting to again. But yeah, the kids were spoiled. For, I, I get what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, at least on a as a traditional cult- level, yeah, as on a, a culture, cultural level, they're fucking like, no, you got you got to fucking man up and do this shit, you know. And um, it, they took a hard swing in the other direction. For oh, absolutely, a, man. A generation or two. <laughs> Yeah, a good example is um for example my uh friend who's um ever Latino friend. Um his dad does not have that mindset, you know. He he is uh how do I say it? He's tough as nails. He had a shitty, you know, I told you he was in a cult when he was young and he had a he went through a lot of stuff, a lot of negative stuff. And he's here in the US and he doesn't believe in this oppression stuff. He says you think that's going to stop us? You know, if I had this mentality, I wouldn't have come here. I wouldn't have crossed the desert. You know, that kind of mentality. Damn, that's... Well, I mean, any anybody who's actually overcome obstacles and anybody who's... Fi- this is why I say fighters. I don't know too many fighters who are super leftist. Like, if you're a, if you're a fighter, you only have you in the ring to fucking work on. If you are a leftist, that's why you get the shit kicked out of you. Because you start making excuses, and you can't make excuses in the fucking ring or the octagon or anything like that. Honestly, I think that's why fucking... Uh, um, well, it's about work ethic. You know, if, you, if, you, if you're a victim, you don't, you, you don't have work ethic. Well, I don't think you Deont- can. Deontay Wilder got the shit kicked out of him by fucking uh, Tyson, oh, Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury, yep. And I think a big part, because Deontay didn't always have this fucking, like... Oh, the oppression of my people, 400 years of this and that. Mm. That's pretty recent. Yeah. And once he got that, I, I don't think he had the fire anymore, man. Because you just, you're putting yourself back in shackles, bro. Like, that's my thing is like, yeah, oh, 400 years of oppression. But look what your people have overcome. Interesting take. And especially at that level. At that level, every fucking thing counts, man. Yeah. And he got he, he psyched got sh- himself out. Absolutely, absolutely. He was so he once you start getting so obsessed about these fucking injustices of the past, man, you're throwing yourself back into shackles. You, no, no, yeah, because you know it's like the the highest level of the sport. Yeah, tip top. I would, you know, this reminds me of a conversation I had with this Jewish fella. And you allowed yourself to give you yourself. yourself some, out. I was no. talking to this Jewish you guy. Question your own identity. Let me let me bring going back to history. I was talking to this Jewish guy, and he was talking to me about how how they overcame all these obstacles, and they're still here. You know, it's like, and yeah, they were slaves of the Egyptians a few thousand years back. Not a glorious history to go back to, right? If you go back to the glorious history of the the Romans, right? They were, 
they were emperors and before but before that they were also um the first roman city was uh, scoundrels and bandits and only men and outsiders right when you but they overcame that rome became a powerful empire the most one of the most influential the he- hebrews they became a lot of intellectuals einstein is a good example Ah, but the Jew, the Jews were tough for a long and and they well they overcame. That's the whole point. They had their history yeah. where they were the slaves of the Mesopotamians. They kept getting pushed the down. Slaves of the slaves of the Egyptians. Up, man. They were persecuted by the Romans. They were, you know, persecuted by the Germans. So, you know, whether, whether you know, it's all about overcoming the the history. And if you have a victim mentality, and you or you you have a mentality where you're going back to the past. Um, that shackles you. Does that? And that's where I'm trying to trying to um, say with this whole episode is that victimhood creates a a, a mind prison. Well, that's why it takes your agency. You're a slave again, man. Because if you're a victim, that means that you are not exerting influence over your own life or your own destiny. That means things are happening to you. You are not in- initiating or starting things. People are bad to you. People are good to you. Fate was good to you. Fate was bad to you. You're just a passive participant in your own life. and You've been living vicariously. Well, no, you're giving up agency to outside forces. Whereas and if it, you're not a victim, you can grab it by the balls and you can fucking, I'm going to go this way and nothing's going to stop me. That's that's taking control of it's, your and life. It's, you know what? It's too much of a ter- deterministic outlook on, li- on life. There's two outlooks on life. There's a deterministic outlook on life where... Everything is preordained. Everything is fate. Everything was supposed to happen this way. It's fate because of my skin color or because of my height or because of all these things, right, that I can't control. And um, there's the other aspect where it's like, well, I'm going to try to defy the odds. And that's why I think people like that one anime, Berserk, right? The main character is branded and he's um, doomed. He's supposed to be killed and chased by the demons until he's killed. Because he was sacrificed. Um, but you know what? He's called the struggler because he keeps defying this deterministic outlook. He's defying the fact that even if he has his brand, even if the demons are going to keep trying to attack him and, and, and find him and kill him, right? So they could absorb his body or whatever. Um, he's not going to stop. And he said, he said it himself when he was killing a, one of these demons. He said, that's what humans do. We try to survive. The whole point is about surviving. You know, live to find another, live to find another day. So this is why it goes. It's completely diametrically opposed to the whole point of this philosophy we talk about. Whereas you're supposed to seek, seek discomfort, seek um, something to overcome it, some kind of obstacle, right? But holistically speaking, don't create something out of thin air. You know, blame it on somebody because that's just as wrong. And that's why we always we bring up the oppression Olympics, right? You're fabricating something to. Like the, or like faking your identity to show that you're more oppressed so you can get into this prestigious school, things like that. Like, that's not what we're trying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's that's you know what's interesting about that. Naturally speaking, it will happen to you anyway, though. Even without fabricating it, something's gonna happen. My parents told me about this. Like you, uh, what they is it goes back to that quote: "Don't ask for easier lives. Ask to be stronger men." Because. When something's going to hit you hard. And if you're not somebody strong, you're not going to survive this world. That's what they, that's what I was taught when I was a kid. That you got to be tough, resilient. 
So that's my my final words on this this concept. As as much as you can, yeah. I, I agree. The struggler. I mean everyone's a struggler. I know some people we we over glorify the struggle too much and that's not good either. You know, that's why the, there's the whole point of the golden mean, you know. Adjust the spectrum accordingly. Yeah, because, you know what I mean? Because, because it's not supposed to be a constant struggle. You're supposed to overcome it. Yeah, exactly. You're supposed to overcome it, you know? There's so, you, there should be a golden age there at one point of your yeah, life. That's that's where you should be headed. Don't. Yeah, because I know some people who overestimate the struggle too. And like you, you were saying too, some people, they get trapped in that too. But those who are feeling the struggle. Maybe everyone in some way or another. But... You know what the struggle is. Um. Yeah, and if you... I think some people crave it, and this is why they create certain... Actually, I don't... There are some people who do that. There's some people who do it, you know, for, like, these examples, like the guy in the military, this, you know, major who who said he was fighting against racism, but, yeah. you know... Context is really so important, and you can't just go with what's, what you're hearing in this random story, because... BS, too much BS in there. <laughs> too much BS sprinkled throughout. Anyway, Parabellum? Parabellum. Parabellum.